I am extremely honored to bring our special guest into the broadcast booth tonight. It is 1-1, Nailers and Cyclones after one. The voice of the Pittsburgh Penguins, Mike Lang. Mike, thank you so much for joining us here tonight on Pittsburgh Penguins Night. And for you, first coming to Pittsburgh in the 70s, could you ever envision getting a chance to be part of five Stanley Cup championships? That would be incredible. Well, absolutely not, uh, especially the way the first few years went. I uh, came in 1974, and there were some pretty lean years uh, getting into the 80s, and it didn't look too promising as if even the franchise would stay uh, and be a part of Pittsburgh. But with the arrival of Mario Lemieux, uh, the uh, fortunes changed for the Penguins. And they became a much better hockey club and, of course, won their first cup in 91. Uh, so, you know, they kind of set the stage and they had pretty good management at that point with Ray Shearer. And the, uh, the, the culture was set there and they carried it right on through all the way to uh, despite the fact that the bodies kind of wore out in the late uh, part of 1990s. And they refurbished and uh, kind of gutted the team and went back and did it again. So uh, it's been a pretty good story. And uh, five cups is a... Uh, is a unique thing to anybody's uh, career to be involved, especially when there's as many teams as there are in the NHL. Did your approach change at all from your first one back in 1991 to the most recent one a couple of years ago? Did it start to become old hat, or there are still some emotions of, hey, this is the biggest stage, the Stanley Cup final? Well, it is, and uh, DJ, to be really honest with you, anybody that uh, has not experienced the run, the four, the, uh, four series you have to go through, uh, the emotion does come out, and it's still the same. And everyone is a little bit different. Uh, I mean, the first, obviously, was, it was the, the number one because it was the first time they ever accomplished it. But all the others have their little stories and, and uh, the work that it took. And it just, it, it just it, it takes everything of you uh, to finish up. And it, that's why it's become so special, really, to be, able to be able to accomplish it. And that's why the players develop such a great bond uh, when they play the game. Uh, for years and years after they won a Stanley Cup. Why hockey for you? Was that something that as soon as you were born, you said, that's my sport? Or was that something you developed a love for over the years? Uh, here's the story, real quick. And as my day started, I had some minor league games. Uh, my first uh, minor league stop, we'll get to that in a moment. But when I was in college and I grew up in California, uh, I wanted to be a baseball announcer, quite honestly. And uh, I had a, a roommate uh, in college, uh, second year, and uh, he was from the Bay Area. He had actually worked with the Oakland Seals. We were doing college radio, doing baseball, football, basketball. And one night, he said, to go down to this minor, uh, this uh, industrial league that was playing hockey in a small place called Iceland. He said, you want to go to the hockey game? And I said, Leonard, I don't know a blue line from a, a red line. I'm not even sure. He's, and he just, his exact words were, you never know because we were both broadcasting majors. <clears throat> I ended up doing that. I ended up doing the PA play-by-play -play in the building uh, for $5 a game, and I uh, still could buy you Shakey's Pizza and, uh, and a pitcher of beer. So it was well worth the investment for me. I kept the tapes. Uh, we did some games on the college radio station, and I got a, a little bit of a feeler in Phoenix, and I ended up going there. So that's where it all started. I tried to learn the game the best I could. I grew up from the ground up. And uh, I did that, I think, uh, over the years. And, and that's where it all came from. I was never a big hockey fan early. I'd listen to some guys do hockey uh, because I love the, the radio part of it and the play-by-play. -play. But that's how it all developed, really. One of the things that you're known for is your catchphrases. When did those develop, and do you have a favorite? 
Well, I don't have a favorite because all of them are. I'm being honest. I, I don't use them. And I select them until I absolutely make sure that it's going to be on par with the rest. But those came from my early days of listening to broadcasters. Uh, one in particular was Bill King, uh, who worked with the San Francisco Warriors uh, in the NBA. And I had a chance to listen to him, the Oakland Raiders and the AFL in the old days. And uh, he used a catchphrase and, uh, and, and it just caught me. It just made me move me when I did it. So I said, if I ever get into the business, I'm going to try and develop that. Well, lo and behold, when I got to Phoenix, the guy that was there, it was my mentor, Al McCoy, still broadcasting, by the way, at 85 uh, in the NBA, the wow. most tenured one ever, and a, a damn good broadcaster, by the way. Uh, he used a couple of phrases, and uh, I, I just knew that it was going to work. But then I ended up coming to Pittsburgh uh, through the ranks and, and uh, the league going to bunk. And uh, when I came to Pittsburgh, it was, uh, it was made. I mean, that was where it's going to be. You've got... Uh, Rosie Rosewell, Bob Prince, Myron Cope, you name it, along the line, all guys that are different and quirky. And it's like God said, listen, this is where you got to be. <laughs> and I came and it was developing and uh, fans, and we've had a great relationship over the years. Hockey has changed a lot over the years from when you started to now. Is there something that you really appreciate from today's game, how it's come along, or is there something that you miss from the older days of the game? Well, that's a really good question. Uh, one of the things I kind of miss, especially with the buildings as they are, is the ability to be a little closer and a little bit more aware of what's going on. Uh, this atmosphere is perfect to call a game right where you are. Yes. You know, to be in this situation. But that doesn't happen now in the NHL, and you're so far away. The other thing is, in the old days, and I don't, I don't think – I'm glad that it has changed, but players didn't wear helmets. They wore – you know, you could identify a player by watching him skate. You could get an idea – if you couldn't pick up the number of what he was doing. Now, today, they pretty much all look like robots I mean, on the ice uh, when they're playing, a unless you're close enough to be able to distinguish that. So those are things from the, from the old days that, uh, that uh, you kind of miss, but you don't because it's from a safety standpoint, uh, it's just so much more valuable now for the players to, to take care of everything. We'll go one more question sure. for you about the 2018-19 Pittsburgh yeah. Penguins. You've experienced two cups with this group recently. What is it about this group that will give them an edge in this year's Stanley Cup Finals or in the Stanley Cup playoffs before we even get to the finals and give them a chance to bring home another one? Well, I mean, for them, it's going to they have to draw up on their leadership. And those are the guys that have done it and been there and have been able to carry the torch and, and, and make it work. They're still a pretty strong core. Do they have enough left in the tank now? to do it again and I think that's the biggest question right now and the other side is how much more the other teams have improved from where they've been and the Penguins are going to have to overcome that to, to march on to get to a Stanley Cup again. That'll be fun to watch for sure. Mike, right. I can't thank you enough for coming on and joining me today. This has been outstanding and thank you for coming down and joining us on Pittsburgh Penguins Night in Wheeling. It absolutely was a thrill. It really was. Thank you DJ. All the best to you in your career and uh, I love it here and we're going to talk up the neighbors, baby. I guarantee you that. Absolutely. That is fantastic. Yeah. Mike Lang, the legendary voice of the Pittsburgh Penguins on our Wheeling Office Supply and Emission Report. We'll come back with more in a 1-1 tie between Wheeling and Cincinnati on the Nailers Broadcast Network.